Do you like drinking beer in the garage with your friends on a Friday night and just talking about movies, music, pop culture in general? Well then, my friends, I have a great podcast for you to check out. It's called the Tencent Bear Night Podcast. My name is Ray. I am the host, and I set out to prove things beyond a shadow of a doubt every time I do one of these things. So let's hang out. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Welcome to a very special live edition of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer, alongside of Ray, the podcaster. What's going on, Casey? Not too much, Ray. We have very special guests with us tonight, members of the Deluxe Edition Network. Take on the world. What's going on, guys? What's going on? What's going on, guys? Introduce yourselves, plug your show, do all that stuff. We'll get the house cleaning out of the way. Well, this is Take On a World with Johnny and Mike D. Uh, you can find us on uh, YouTube uh, at T-O-T-W pod. And just about every place else on that, too, I think it is. Yeah, that's right. Instagram, Facebook. All right. Ray, your plug, please. I am the Tencent Beer Night Podcast. You can find me on Spotify exclusively. And you can come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook. Leave me mean comments, good comments. I don't give a shit which one. Just come hang out with me. There you go. And uh, you can find us over at Instagram and Twitter at Deluxe Edition Pod. Uh, find all of our previous shows over at DeluxeEdition.show. And um, Ray came up with this great idea. Uh, we are sponsored by GetSlicks.com. Check them out. Go over to GetSlicks.com and use promo code Deluxe Edition Pod at checkout. Get some awesome uh, hat. I know winter is coming to a close here, but they also have T-shirts and uh, cool hoodies and regular right. hats like Ray's wearing. That. That's right. I finally got my hat in the mail. You can stop bitching. Yeah, I can stop <laughs> bitching about it now. Nice, nice hat. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. All right. So this is uh, one of our crossover takeover episodes. So I am going to hand the show over to Take on the World. That's us. Let's rock, baby. So um, well, Casey got a hold of me and said, hey, you want to do a takeover of a deluxe edition? 
And I'm like, hell yeah, because you got 4,000 million times more <laughs> listeners than we do. So good for us. Uh, but uh, I went back and forth about five times on the uh, topic. <laughs> but we, uh, <laughs> we settled on the five, our five favorite pro wrestling matches ever. Uh, as everybody who listens to us knows, uh, I was a pro wrestler, so was Casey. Uh, and we had a great time doing it. I love the business. And uh, while I don't watch much wrestling anymore, except I did start watching a little AEW, brother, because of you. Yeah, and, uh, awesome. But I have a love for pro wrestling. So uh, we're going to do our top five favorite well, matches. And, and let me interrupt here, Michael. Oh, go ahead. You always do. <laughs> I thought you said the most, the best three. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's got five now. We got five because right. right before we got on with you guys, I made him sit down and watch two more matches. Yeah, but I was cramming yeah. five more. He matches. was cramming. Nice, and, uh, perfect. But, uh, so, <laughs> anyways, uh, without further ado, hit it, Mike. So on the takeover, we're gonna make uh, you guys go first. I got the hammer. Johnny will go second last. Do yeah, yes, sir. So you get to listen to everybody mm-hmm. else. And, uh, mm-hmm. Casey, give him up. Oh. Sure. Are we doing like a, a round robin style where I go, then Ray goes, and you guys, or you want me to? You want all five of mine, and then just spit all five of yours out and give us why they're your favorite match. All right, you got. And it, we'll buddy. make funny as we go because that's how we do it on Take <laughs> on the World. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What are you guys drinking tonight? I know you guys. Uh, you guys are always drinking. You do oh, yeah. uh, beer reviews and all kinds yeah, of cool stuff. Who told you that, man? <laughs> we have a little. <laughs> what bit of, made you give that impression? <laughs> we have a little bit of um, craft vodka from a distillery out in Pittsburgh, with some uh, uh, iced tea, and uh, John's on his sixteenth one, and I'm on my second. <laughs> <laughs> I just disappeared so you guys are- in the middle of the show. Just no. Don't even worry about it. John's got a baby bladder, so he might have to get up and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure, uh, Take on the World has recorded uh, an episode. Is it one episode or two prior to this? Uh, I think it was. We we, we did one. Two? Did we do? Yeah, we maybe did two. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's where we're. That's Hi, where we're at. He's older than me, but I'm younger, and I got to take care of him. Man. Yeah, I got the <laughs> little bit of dementia going on. We we usually tape ahead of time, so what we tape now won't we don't come really out know until, what the fuck we did till March. Um, that's sure. what I was. I was on earlier trying to find out what the March uh, podcast in a month was on the deadline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I, I failed to mention. So we are we all are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. And you can find all of the other great shows over at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And uh, we're still here at the end of February. The podcasts of the month are Spoil My Movie and World's True Crime. So go check them out. And, and it's a great uh, podcast. I mean, they, I listen. I listen. I listen to everybody. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I love true crime. We do a lot of true crime. But sure. uh, the Spoil My Movie, uh, I'm like, I'm a cinephile uh, as uh Rafe Ray and I uh, got together and did a a Valentine's Day special and I just love movies I love true crime I love history that's you know that's and and if you go on the, the deluxe edition network you can find all of that you can find movies you find history you find sports you find um music like everything's there pop culture it's crazy how many 
uh, like Casey's really busted his butt to to build this network into something really special. Thanks, thanks, Bud. Yeah, we're up to twenty five or twenty six shows now. It's it's pretty uh, pretty crazy. Um, something that someone said uh, no one would ever do. So uh, <laughs> makes me feel pretty good. Um, all right, so my top five matches. I'll I'll mention it, give the where it was, uh, when it was, and a little little rundown of uh, why I like it. Um, is the Briscoe brothers, and, and these are in no particular order, dude. Um, so speaking of the network, Barrel Aged Flicks, uh, they do um, crossover events almost every week on their Tasting Room episodes on Wednesdays, and this past week they did one with Spoil My Movie. And it was their, they said it was their hardest one that they ever had to do. It was their top five sci-fi movies. Um, that's like this, that, that was like this list for me. Um, yeah, narrowing like this down, <laughs> narrowing this down to five matches yeah, was one of the hardest so things many. I ever had to do. Yeah. So, so many, it's like, well, what do I pick? There's honorable mentions left and right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, so, that, like, my appreciation for pro wrestling like is deep. So going through these matches, it was so freaking hard to to just pick five. Yeah. And I tried to do it and I know I missed something, but oh yeah. I, I think I think that we I think that Michael cut deep himself and found something that he didn't even like. And I was like, <laughs> I'll support that. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll hit that at the end, and he's like, I I, I can't, I can't get behind that one. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so like deep in the like the, uh, what do you what, what do you want to say, Michael? Like the the, uh, just the the mischief of of being in that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, All right. Uh, in no particular order. Um, <clears throat> The Briscoe Brothers versus FTR uh, at ROH Final Battle. This was the, the the last of their three matches they had in 2022. Um, FTR had previously beat the Briscoes twice. Uh, they beat them at April's Super Card of Honor to ca- capture the ROH titles and then defended them at July's Death Before Dishonor in a two out of three falls match. Um, so this this match that I'm talking about was December 10th of 2022, and it was a, a tag team dog collar match, which Mike knows all you know. Mike knows all about that. It's one of the most brutal matches in wrestling uh, history, other than like the the Texas Death Match. Um, they're actually it's exactly what it sounds like. They have a dog collar around their neck and they are chained to each other. Um, and it, it was one of the most brutal matches of last year. I think it actually won, uh, might've won match of the year. Um, and it's all, it was also Jay, Jay Briscoe's final match. too. it was the last match before his death. So, uh, and also go the, back the, dog, the dog collar match. Where did it, where did it come from? God bless it. Was it JYD. Jo- JYD, uh, maybe a uh, God bless uh, JYD. We smoke a little. <laughs> I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, um, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, the ladder match from oh, WrestleMania 10. Um, this was not 
as many people think, this was not the first ladder match, but it was the first one televised in, in a main pay-per-view. Um, the, the very first ladder match in WWF was actually in 1992 on a house show in Portland, Maine, where uh, Bret Hart defeated Shawn Michaels um, to defend the Intercontinental title. But this one, Shawn Michaels and Razor, um, I watched this today. Uh, dude, they only had one ladder. It was like actually a Home Depot. Like they probably went out and bought it at Home Depot earlier that day. It still had the <laughs> stickers on it. Um, <laughs> like they don't, they're, they're not, it wasn't painted like they are today, like black but and all that. They had to return it at the end of the show. That's why all the tags are <laughs> still on it. <laughs> well, I don't know how they could have because this, it was know. destroyed well, at the end of this match. You, you take shit back to Home Depot and you go, uh, Hey, I want to return this. And they go, well, what's wrong with it? Like, yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> didn't work I, I kept falling off this fucking thing. <laughs> There's blood all over it. Sorry. Yeah, the, the, the legs are all clogged up with blood. Every time I climbed up on it, it fell over on me. It was crazy. <laughs> um, one thing, I, I have a question here for Mike. Maybe he knows this. So I mentioned I watched the, the match today. Um, Sean motions like he's going to do the razor's edge. Remember how Razor used to always do the yeah before he did the razor's edge. And Jerry, the King Lawler, and Vince were both the commentators at that time, and they both called that he was going to do the razor's edge. And then he did a pile driver, and Vince was like, Vince goes, oh, uh, a a pile drive. And Lawler Lawler didn't say anything for like a minute because that was his that was always his finisher. Um, do you think that like was, was Vince was were they producing the matches back then like or were were the guys still calling it in the match at that time? No, they they were producing them back then, yeah, and absolutely. and I think I think Vince was shocked that they didn't do what he was told they were told to do. Yeah, that's that's what I think too because Vince, when he said that he was like. You mother sucker. <laughs> you, I thought what I said. Sean yeah. mentioned the Montreal screw job. No. No, we shouldn't. Sean No, we shouldn't. Okay, that's that's for another day. We just All watched right. that we just watched that uh, uh dark side of the ring, the, the Montreal screw job too. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, that was crazy. Um we've talked about this one on the show before. Uh Actually, Mike and I talked about it with barrel-aged flicks as well. Uh, Mankind versus The Undertaker, the Hell in the Cell match, um, June 28th, 1998. Um, it was the third Hell in a Cell match in WWE history, and it took place at the King of the Ring pay-per-view that year. Um, like, I mean, we've talked about this numerous times. Go back and watch, just watch the highlights if, if you want to see. awesome match. Like, yeah, I was feeling the pain because I was wrestling at that point mm. and I was feeling the pain like like what? 30 you know some chair the, shots the, to the, the head. Un- Undertaker had a broken ankle. Yep. Before he went there. Yeah. He, he had a broken ankle before. And he was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. But that's uh, well, what they do is, is they use the Brett Favre technique. You shoot the ankle, you shoot it up, get a good numb, and then you just. Give him as many painkillers as it takes until he goes. How's your ankle feel? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. it feels oh, feels fucking great. Well, here, yeah. just one more. Just shoot him up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, shoot him up. Feed him pain pills. Get him in there. That's Foley right. Was was scared as hell 
uh, 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 walking up that that uh, um, the cage. The cage. And he and he said that he told Mick Foley. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. He told um, McMahon. It's kicking in. McMahon. He said, "Did you did you climb up on top of that?" He goes, "Yeah, I did." And he's like, oh, "No, I didn't." He said, the biggest lie ever in my life. He said, "Do you feel uh, fine climbing up on top of there?" He said, "Yeah, I feel totally fine." And he said, "That was the second biggest lie of my life." So that crazy bastard climbed up on that on that stage and did what he did. Just not knowing what was going to happen, and yeah, I mean, what a tough guy! What a tough guy! Right before he, so I read this today. Right before he went out, uh, Terry Funk said to him, "How crazy would it be if you climbed to the top of that and went through it and fell through it?" And Mick was like, "That would be crazy," (laughs) and like that—that was what he did. That he climbed up on the top after that. Um, There, there was um. I listened to a back and forth between the undertaker and Mick Foley and the, the judges on that, on that match. And it was, it was awesome. It it was like crazy. It's like, you know, you know, Mick Foley never climbing the thing. The undertaker would broke his ankle. He crumb climbed the thing. And then when they were climbing on it, they were like, when we were walking, the thing was like crunching and falling apart. And I, he just ended up throwing Mick Foley off the end. And they were all like, you killed him. <laughs> you killed him. Well, Casey, Casey knows like we, you, you, you get nervous before you go out to the ring. And then when you walk through that curtain, all of a sudden, everything's gone. It's just yep. adrenaline and you don't feel anything until you yeah, walk the, back you, through the curtain. I can't. And even, it's like, Holy shit! I'm hurt. You walk. You're not, <laughs> walk, you're not walking through a curtain. You're walking like sixty foot into the air. Yeah, but I've done some crazy some- shit in the ring that, like, someone would say, "Well, no, he'd never do that." Yeah, I would because the adrenaline's up here, and right. you're not feeling anything. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that that's what they said. The um, the the Undertaker was like, you know, I just felt some kind of outer body experience. And he's like, Mick Foley's dying down there. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah. Another <laughs> thing about that is he's a crazy motherfucker too. Right. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. When Terry Funk came out to the ring, when they actually thought Mick was dead, when he dropped him down through the ring, um, Terry Funk uh, went over to the undertaker and the undertaker said, check and see if he's still breathing. And you can see in the match, uh, under, uh, Terry Funk walks over to Mick and Mick tells this great. Mick tells this, this story so good. He goes, Terry walks over and essentially, you know, checks to see if I'm still alive, uh, walks back over to, to the undertaker and says, he's still breathing. And the undertaker <laughs> chokeslams him out of his shoes. And Mick Foley says, like, when he came to, the only thing that he could think of was, how the hell did those shoes get in the ring? <laughs> like, he doesn't even remember Terry Funk being in there. <laughs> Just crushed to, like, like pieces. Yeah. That, yeah, that match, uh, it's probably one of the most memorable matches I've ever watched. 
for real? I yeah, mean, I, I, I watched that. Well, we talked about this on uh, BAF. I watched that live at Fast Eddie Valentine's house. He's uh, he's still a professional wrestler to this day. Damn. Um, all right. Number four will be Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes. And this was May 25th, 2019. Uh, at the very first AEW pay-per-view. Uh, it actually won match of the year in 2019. Um, this was this was before AEW even had a, tel- a weekly television show. Yep. Um, I had remember, I watched, uh, it was called uh, All Out, or All In. Was It was an independent wrestling thing that Cody and the Young Bucks put together. And then uh, January 1st, 2019, they announced that uh, AEW was going to be a thing. And uh, at this pay-per-view, Bret Hart was there, and he unveiled the the belt. Like, they didn't even have a champion at this pay-per-view. It was their very first thing. Um, the the And this was like, you know, I've told this before. I only started watching wrestling again when AEW started. So I, I watched that first pay-per-view, the all-in pay-per-view, the independent thing, and then when I found out AEW was going to be a thing, um, I bought this. And before Cody and Dustin even touched in the ring, the crowd was chanting, this is awesome. This is awesome. Like, it was, like, just the energy in the building was just so fucking amazing. Like, it, it was just awesome. And I was like, I have to watch this. Like, I and I haven't missed... A show, uh, a like a, a dynamite of a rampage or a pay per view since, like it's just been, it's really fucking good wrestling. Wait, so, was so, it was was this the when um, uh, Randy? Oh, damn it, I got fucked up. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you fucked me all up. Here, while you're thinking of your thought, so, before this happened, I worked with Dustin up in in the Poconos. And he wanted me to travel with him and and do some some stuff. He goes, but there's something big coming up, and I can get you in. And I'm like, ah, you know, dude, why didn't you do that? I'm like, twenty some years where I'm working, I can't just walk away from that. <laughs> and I had no idea AEW was coming up. And uh, that was the second time I turned down a an opportunity to be in one of the what, what would be considered a big three. And it, it, like, but he said, he goes, oh, you got to come with me. You got to do this. And, and I'm like, dude, I got, I got a family. I can't do that. Yeah. Dustin, he was working a lot of the independence. Like, yeah, he was. He, his WWE he did run. a lot of stuff. He he did gold dust in independence and he did his, his, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. And, and I think he's very underrated when it comes to very like the, the independence. I don't think appreciated him the way he should have been appreciated. And uh, AEW, I think, highlighted a little bit of his his talents that that WWE or nobody else ever did. So, Michael, yeah. when, you, when, when you were going through, what I know what 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 was your gimmick? I know, and I don't say what your gimmick was, but what what held you back? Like, I know you were like you said that they were looking for you. Uh, several times that was offered opportunities, but I couldn't take. Like, you can't walk away from a career for a one-year contract. Like they were looking for like a certain. Well, see, with, with me and Love Bug, somebody. We when we worked up in Boston, we we were told 
we're looking for specimens, not characters. Like so you, you I'm guys, obviously you, not a specimen. There are guys <laughs> <laughs> looking for a specimen of a circle. Yeah, well, you're a specimen of something. <laughs> but the, his stories are are fucking hilarious. Well, Casey case, you knows we love telling wrestling stories, and yeah. that's that's really how I got into podcasting. Was Casey had me on talking about mm-hmm. wrestling stuff? So, yep. All right. Did you think of our your? Who you were gonna try and talk about there, yeah, Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. All <laughs> right, moving on. My 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 fifth one. Another one I just watched today. Like I said, this was this was the hardest thing that I one of the hardest things I ever had to do. <clears throat> so I went back and like the ones that stuck out in my head. I went back and I watched today just to refresh refresh my memory. Um, the Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart, the the I Quit uh, submission match from WrestleMania 13. It was March 23rd, 1997. Um, so, like I said, I watched this today. They start out in the crowd, and it, like, watching it, it was one of the scariest things. Like, the, the crowd just surrounds them. Like, yeah. It's not like today. Like everybody today, pretty much just stays back at like at their seats if they come into the crowd. These people in the nineties, uh, in ninety seven, they surrounded them. There was one guy in particular. I watched him. He Ken Shamrock was the special referee. Uh, he he like rubbed Ken Shamrock's head. He rubbed Bret Hart's head. He yep. rubbed uh, Stone Cold's head, and he like kept patting Stone Cold on the back. And like they were just like surrounding them and after that they like there was five other security guys that came up and they they got out of there really fast after that um so then another thing i noticed during the match watching it today uh i think you know how uh it's like that iconic moment where stone cold's like reaching up and all the blood's pouring down his face when he's in the sharpshooter um i think watching that today i rewound it a couple times I think that Bret Hart gigged him because right before Stone Cold gets bloodied, Bret Hart gets thrown out of the ring. And I like I I've seen it a thousand times. He goes into his like tape and (laughs) takes out something and he's clearly pinching something in his hand and throws Stone Cold into the barricade and then starts waffling stone cold and then stone cold comes up and he's completely bloody. So I think that Bret Hart is the one that gigged stone cold uh, during that match. Stone cold told them to cut him. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he's not going to do it. He's not going to just gig him on purpose. Like without his knowledge, just just out of nowhere, told someone else to cut me. I don't yeah, know. I cut you. Hell no. got cut by someone else once and he ended up with stitches and, and yeah, no ugly. Yeah, no mm. thanks. I cut you. We were talking about Dark Side of the Ring before uh before we went live here. Uh, there there was a Dark Side of the Ring with New Jack. Remember New Jack? He cut yes. that kid. Yes. And it like you can actually see the blood going. <laughs> yeah, it was ugly. <laughs> yeah. I, I will. I will wow. say that you will hear about that match again. <laughs> if you're an upcoming pro wrestler, if you're an upcoming pro wrestler, never let anyone else gig you. If someone <laughs> says I'll gig you, you say fuck. Fuck no. 
I could yeah. totally do it. I could totally do it, Casey. Well, we I mean, you've performed open heart surgery right. in a bus in a, in a, in a bathroom, a yeah. Yeah, with a pen, yeah. So I could totally just lightly cut you and make it spray everywhere. As long as you're an alcoholic and your blood's thin, it'll shoot. I'll tell you, in the wrestling business, there's no one more I trust than Lovebug. I wouldn't let him cut me. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, like, no. not a chance. Mm. No way. You know me, motherfucker. Fuck no. Bleed, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Damn. All right. Those are my top five uh, pro wrestling matches. And there's so many more, like, you know, yeah, honorable mentions, like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and uh, Ric Flair, the 60-minute Iron Man matches. Now you um, just the young bucks. Ahead, at the end, I was going to ask if you have any honorable mentions. I got Sergeant Slaughter versus Pat Patterson. <laughs> All, all right. right, we'll do the honorable matches. Casey, at the those end. are great matches, bro. Every one Thank of you. them, great matches oh, for sure. All, of them. all right, I'm I'm going to start with uh, Royal Rumble '92. Uh, Flair wins the whole thing, going in at three. But what makes this match so goddamn amazing is the guys who are at the the end of it, Macho Man, Piper. Like you have all these icons at the end. But well, what you, makes I, you got to stop now? Michael's getting too way too excited. Yeah, but what? But <laughs> he, what makes this match? Over here. Yeah. Oh, he should be because what? What really makes this match is Bobby the Brain talking about how awesome Flair is the whole match. Like, oh, go rest, Flair. Get in the corner. Take a break. <laughs> he was freaking awesome. It was amazing. Heenan was so good. So. Yeah, yeah, him. I think it was Gorilla and him on that match, and it's so funny because you know it's a setup. You can I mean, you can just let, feel it coming. It. You can just so feel it coming. Great fights that what uh, they're years or one one. You know, one is one and one is twenty. You know, so one ten, one twenty. Yeah, does it make sense? No. It didn't. Not at all. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could be here. Give me your glass. <laughs> your glass has got to come over sit over no, here. No, it does not. The music come over here. Um, Go ahead, Ray. Great match, Ray. That yeah, I like match. that. That one's so much fun. Uh, number four, I'm going to go Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian. TLC match. This is one yes. of my all-time favorite matches. It's insane. People flying off ladders left and right. Just an amazing fucking I think that's uh what is that WrestleMania 17 17 is yeah yeah that's 17 so is that uh, the one where the guy gets uh speared off of yes, the ladder yeah absolutely oh, yeah like they're just kicking these fucking things over <laughs> it looks like one of these job sites I'm on where two guys are arguing about who slept with each other's wives that's what it reminds me of it's like ladders just getting fucking kicked over and guys climbing back up like I love this man I'll show uh, you yeah, the Dudley Boys, I think, are one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time, especially if you go back and watch their early shit when they're coming out of balconies on yes. the table. Oh, yeah. The footage of that stuff is insane. No, they're not Canadian. I, I will tell I'm you. I'm pretty sure they're not related for real either, in case you were wondering. <laughs> oh, because Spike. Well, I, I didn't. I wasn't asking. <laughs> you had Spike Dudley in that match. You had Rhino in that match. Yeah. It, it was great. Everybody got involved in that thing. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I'm going to tell you, like, uh, years ago when I was still in the business, I took inspiration from the Dudley boys. <laughs> and wait, stop. Stop. 
<laughs> I stack two tables inside a cage, put a dude on top of two tables, went up on a balcony over top of the two ah, tables. There we go. And I dove off the top of the balcony over the cage through two tables into the ring. And as soon as I hit the first table, <laughs> I said, I'm never fucking doing this again. <laughs> I made a horrible mistake. This is horrible. You know, I I I, I thought <laughs> Michael was lying about this shit, but I I he has video yep. of him diving off. I'm like, how did you do that? Like, fat guys can move you, too. You just diving yeah. off and like pile driving people on the on the well, on the mat. Yeah, once you leave the balcony, gravity just takes over. Yeah. You really don't scary. have to do anything else at that point except, like, <laughs> just yell, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, as you fly through the air. And Casey, that was down in Lebanon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. At the Eagle's Nest. It was horrible. Jesus, I, I was, like, I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> like, there, there's, like, legit, like, old uh, footage of you. Like, you're like, and that haircut, like, here comes martial law. <laughs> Boom! You're like, Jesus Christ! What the hell just happened? Somebody died. <laughs> All right. All right. Number three. I am going to go back to January 4th, 1993. Doink the Clown makes his fucking debut against Bob East. This is uh, one of the most hilarious things I've ever fucking seen. He comes out with a balloon animal. A goddamn balloon animal, and he holds it up in front of a little kid and just pops it right in front of his fucking face. And he's laughing, he's he's laughing, he's crying. And at this point, he was still wrestling, like for real. He was doing maneuvers, you know. He was actually like showing off some shit. But once again, my boy Bobby on the announcing is just like, "What the hell am I witnessing?" And you can see in the crowd, like people are like, like covering their face, like, "What the hell is this?" There's a clown, and he's like laughing and crying and just running around like an asshole and this evil fucking clown. Now Wait, I would have put, awesome. I I would have put uh, when when Santa Claus brings Dink out to him in the bag instead, but there was no match that night. It was just <laughs> wait wait you, you realize what you just uh, when Dink brings him out in the bag and no, clown. Santa Claus brought Dink out. Dink was so, a, a, a little no. person that Dink was dressed up like Dink. <laughs> So so Dink, so Doink's in the ring, man, and Doink. Santa Claus comes down with a bag over his shoulder, and he sets it down, and he goes, I know it's only November, but we got a present for you. And they open the bag, and fucking the midget Dink comes out. And Doink's <laughs> dancing around and just acting crazy. Yeah, doing the whole dance. And he's like, Doink. And they go, we can't have two Doinks. So they're standing there, and he just goes, Dink. And then he picks him up and he's hugging him and they're dancing. I would have picked that, but they never. There was no match that night. But I love Doink the Clown. I think he's so underrated. And yeah, he was a, an actually really good wrestler. Like, what? Yeah, what's yeah. the backstory there? Why did they put him in the clown outfit, Matt, uh, Mike? Because Matt Bourne was a fucking awesome wrestler. Matt Bourne was awesome. And like, I I met Matt Bourne. I had, actually I still have his phone number, even though he's passed away. I still have his phone number in my phone. Um. They just at that point they were doing characters. They weren't doing specimens. They wanted like they wanted the cartoon. Like WWF was the cartoon at that point. And it was all about like the gobbledygooker, which <laughs> Jesus. Uh yeah. 
you had Doink the Clown. You had uh, uh, there was the janitor guy, Duke yeah, the Dumpster yeah, Brody. Yeah, Duke the Dumpster Brody. <laughs> like that was the shit back then because yeah. that's what was selling. And then they moved out of that into the nineties in the Attitude Era, and it was specimens. They wanted people who were yeah. jacked up. Yeah. But that's what it was. It just here's a character that no one else can do. <laughs> like WCW's not doing this. Nope. Right. Yeah. So speaking of uh, specimens, uh, we're going to go over to WWE Velocity 2002. Trish Stratus, Stratus, Stacy Keebler, the bra and panties match. <laughs> this is a legendary match because yes, it is. You couldn't do that today. No. No way. Absolutely no way in not. hell could you do this match. But at the time, once again, you got great commentary. I think that's Lawler on the call on that. Oh, yeah. And it's just one of those matches where you're like, I cannot believe this is really happening. Even Good on stuff. basic basic cable. Yeah. Like and everybody's just like, Well, let's uh let's check this out because I want to <laughs> see who ends up in their brown panties. I'm hoping it's both of them, but <laughs> and the thing was is, is female matches at that point were really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they pushed this one like just the right they promoted it just the right way and I didn't mind that there was bad wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course not. You didn't mind Teddy's flying. No, like now at the end at the end he fl- she flips over Stacy and you you know that this was choreographed because the camera's right there for her ass shot <laughs> as the shorts come off. But then as Trish gets up, the camera catches her, and her pants are half off, too. So you get to see her yep. ass come in the other direction. It's like, yep. That's it was a, like Lita. Lita, every time Lita came to the yeah. ring, her song was showing. Every yeah, time. yeah. A- every time. Yeah, you can't tell me that was uh, an accident. No, no. And actually, um, there was a, a, a car dealership that here that had Trish Stratus in for an autograph <laughs> signing. And I brought the Playboy that she was in, and I said, "Can you sign across your boobs for me?" I had her sign across her breasts nice. in the magazine. What was that? It, it was in the trunk of my car for a long time because I couldn't bring it in the house. Fucker! <laughs> all right, so my this is my all-time favorite match, bar none. SmackDown, September twenty-seventh, two thousand thirteen. Santino versus Heath. The snake match where Kali is, I forget who's playing the first flute, doing the snake charm. And the snake starts moving and he can't stop it. And then Kali pulls out the, you know, it, it's it's probably like this big, but in his arms, it's like a real tiny little flute. And then he starts playing, the snake starts going back the other way. And then at one point, at one point, Santino's in the corner and he's like shaking his head and the snake's in his face. And all the motherfuckers come out. Who, who this match can get no crazier, but it can because Hornswoggle comes out <laughs> and takes out the one guy with the flute. And now we've got chaos. The snake. We get we get the cobra strike. We get the whole nine yards. Greatest match in wrestling history. <laughs> and for anyone who's not familiar, the snake that Ray is referring to was Santino's hand. <laughs> In a puppet, in a basically in a sock, <laughs> in a sock puppet of a snake. This is some of the greatest acting I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh my god! 
Yeah, when they, when you go to acting school, they show you that video. Tom Cruise watches that video every couple weeks to remind him how to act. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't listen to it. He doesn't pay attention. Like but. Casey. <laughs> yeah, Tom absolutely. Listen to it. No. Yeah, he needs to watch it. He should watch yeah. it every day. Yeah. Reconstruction. What? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that's my top five. That's a great top five, bro. <laughs> Thank you, sir. John, you're up. I was already up. No, Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude! I read this. Sh- I, read the sh- I read this shit already. No, you didn't. Yeah, that was that was What's on the you? bus. That was on the bus to uh, you whatever you did today. Matches. That's why. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow, I'm. I already. All right, let's go with um the Sorry. one that you guys did. It's uh not that great, but it's uh it's fun. It is uh Sergeant Slaughter versus Pat Patterson alley fight five four eighty one. They they're like both bloody messes at the end of this, yes. right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's a great match. So it's kind of it's kind of goofy. Um, who cares? Yeah, who cares? It's it's. It is, but it's fun. It's uh, no. Yeah, I mean, it's pro wrestling. Yeah. Pro wrestling. Like yeah. Ray's favorite match is a fucking dude it's a with fucking a fucking puppet snake. snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, just- and, and none of us questioned it. It's yeah. a, no, no, it's, it's pro always, wrestling. Yeah, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> but that's when characters were in. That's this that's when it was right. cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, no reps, no rules. There's tons of belt whipping. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter and Pat Patterson just constantly beating and choking each other to death with with belts. Um, And then at one point, um, (laughs) Sergeant Slaughter rips um, Pat's I Love New York shirt off his chest and chokes him out with it. And then Pat Patterson like, like cheesily, like throws him over the the top ropes with it, and uh, Sergeant Sergeant, Sergeant um, Slaughter Sergeant Slaughter goes up with with uh, brass knuckles. <laughs> they just start they're just like pounding the fuck out of each other, and the best part is. Pat Patterson takes his cowboy boot off and he's beating the shit out of Sergeant Slaughter with his cowboy boot. <laughs> and that's what ends the that's what ends the 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 uh the match. Thing, the match. There you go. The match. Yeah, that's actually that's actually rated as one of the best uh uh like hardcore matches of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought so too. Like 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 well, what's so hardcore about it? It's like it's not that hardcore, but but back then it was. What you got to right, remember? That's like that. early. That's early '80s stuff. It's a very early yeah. game. And then what I thought too was uh, Sergeant Slaughter. He's six four to six six. Well, he's not quite six four. Three hundred ten <laughs> pounds allegedly, and he's diving off the top ropes onto Pat Patterson and misses. <laughs> I have a picture of me and Sergeant Slaughter, and we're about the same height, and I'm 6'2". 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's what, well, I, I was like, well, how big is this motherfucker? So it's, it's, it's like, it's just know. like football. You got to add three inches and about 30 pounds to their, you know, their, their card. See, when yeah. you're sitting in the crowd and the rings up here, everybody looks tall. Yeah. Oh my God. But it's such a fun, it's such a fun match. Like he's got brass knuckles and he's swinging and missing. <laughs> and the other guy's got a boot and he's like beating yeah. him with his boot, his cowboy boot. And he's beating him over the, the the top ropes, and it's not the most exciting, but it's it's to me it's it's fun. Well, once again, and, when was the last time you seen somebody get beat with a boot in wrestling? <laughs> right, yeah. Look at him! I'm gonna beat your ass with my fucking right, cowboy, bitch. Like it's already been done. You can't do it again. You can do another ladder match, but you can't do another boot match like that. You just yeah. can't. What's your number two, bro? Me? You yeah, you number two. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> Mankind versus Undertaker. Yeah, we, uh, like we talked okay. about it, and it, yep. it's like the, 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 the that was a freaking great match. Hell in a Cell, ninety eight <laughs> in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Undertaker <laughs> had a broken ankle. Foley wanted to. Make the uh, match unique. He was terrified to climb the the, the ropes. Cage, he, the cage. He lied to McMahon, and he told him he climbed it. And he says, "Do you feel comfortable up there?" He says, "Yeah, I totally feel comfortable up there." <laughs> no, <laughs> and he's like, "I I hate heights. I'm gonna die up there." <laughs> and then, uh. <laughs> They had their little get go, and Undertaker threw <laughs> threw threw a mankind off the top, and he's like, "I felt euphoria." He's like, "Uh, I I had it, you know." And then you had, uh, who was it? The um, Jim Ross was the announcer. Uh, Jim Ross was the Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler were the announcers, and they're like, "He killed him." He threw him. And oh my God, he's broken in half. He's dead. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was just, it was just. I, I, I like. I gotta say, that was the craziest match I've ever watched. Like, like that match. Uh, it was crazy. That well, match. Time, yeah, that match proves that mankind would do any fucking thing to be a wrestler. Yeah. 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 Anything. You want to yeah. put me in a mask? Another dude with a sock puppet? You want to throw me off shit? You want to light me on fire? I don't give a fuck. I want right. to get a check. Right. Yeah. Like he one, went- of the, one, of the, one of the other things during that match, too, is uh, he, the Undertaker actually said to him after the one, uh, the one slam, he said, take it home. And mankind, like, out of everything that he went through during that match, he was knocked out unconscious at one point. He still said, no, like we have to finish. And if you look at the time, I looked at the time of that match today. It's like, oh, it's 19 minutes long. Yeah. It's almost a 20 minute long match. Like how in the hell? Well, once you're unconscious, everything's easier. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, uh, Undertaker was in the crowd and he was like, dude, you're going to you're going into a, a stretcher. 
And Mankind was like, <laughs> no. No. And he, he like got up and he like climbed the ropes. He climbed the cage again. They're like, ah, he got away from us. <laughs> and then when he got up there, he was like, I had no strength to like fight. And Undertaker beat the piss out of me. And Undertaker slammed me through the through the the um the top. But Undertaker was like, "I'm glad I was standing on like the one pole <laughs> because we would have both went through and like killed ourselves." Yeah, yeah. Mick actually said that he tried to suplex the Undertaker first, and the Undertaker was like, "Nope." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not happening. And like that's the whole thing. Like this, like the whole crazy thing about it was like. The Undertaker was like crazy about it. He's like, I don't care if you die. He's like, yeah. no, it, you know, no, I, he was, what he said what, on that <laughs> thing was like, he didn't say, I don't care if you die. He's like, I just, I had no feeling towards the thing. He's like, yeah, but Mick Foley would just do anything for the business. And yeah, that's what would, it was. But the Undertaker was like, bring it on. Yeah, and like Ray said earlier, he yeah. was probably shot full of painkillers and probably like said some shit he probably regretted later. He yeah. probably doesn't probably neither one of them remembers like the last ten minutes of that thing. Yeah. I, I would assume that's exactly right. Undertaker was probably on so exactly. much painkillers and mankind had already suffered three, four concussions, been unconscious <laughs> yeah. at least once. So you're looking at two dudes going on pure adrenaline. And just instinct at that point. Yeah, yeah. that's what, that's what he, um, Foley was under so much adrenaline. And then at the end, he was like, when when after he like threw this threw the tax down, yeah. he was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> it's like the tax, and he's like, "We gotta we we gotta end it here, man." <laughs> and uh, that match was so crazy. I even forgot until this moment right now that there were tax involved in that. There were ta- that was the yeah. end of the tax. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And that's oh how hardcore he was. And and the whole time, Undertaker was like, "Dude, just just stop, stop." <laughs> the ref was trying to tell him, "Stop, stop." And he's like, "Nope, nope, nope." And then when he pinned him again on the tax, um, I think it was Sergeant Sergeant Slaughter. And another guy was like, we called a um, a stretcher for you. And he goes, have I been on a stretcher tonight already? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah. You've been, he's like, I can't go on a stretcher twice in one night. So he lifted his hand and he fucking hobbled backstage. Yeah. On his own accord with, with Sergeant Slaughter holding him up. A couple other guys. And that's when um, um, Mick McMahon was like Mick McMahon. <laughs> Mick McMahon. He sells hamburgers at ringside. <laughs> McMahon told him, "He's like, listen, I understand what you've done for this company, but like, I never want to see that again." Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever Meanwhile, he's writing scripts for the exact same fucking thing to happen over and over yeah. again yeah, to yeah, everyone yeah, who yeah, yeah. who works in the business. Shit. Yeah. Next. That is just a. The most awesome, like unscripted, like everybody thought he was gonna die. Like, and even the ref was like, I was having a heart attack. Yeah, I, thought he, I thought he was dead. All right, Johnny, you got three more to get through, buddy. All right, I got one with me in high school. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Up there. 
from yet. I can't read that, man. I have it highlighted for you. I can't even read it. Oh, okay. WrestleMania 17. <laughs> the TLC match. The same one we just talked it's about. It's the same one we just talked about, man. Yeah. Mm. You remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. New Jack with the... Um, oh, my God. What the fuck? That was crazy. <laughs> Not New Jack. Oh, Dudley nice. Boys, Hardy Dudley boys, boys, Hardy boys, Christian and Edge. Oh, okay. They went to Home Depot, bought a bunch of ladders. What's that when going to remember it? <laughs> hey, listen, you, you, you took me on, buddy. Yeah, this is Mike. You got to help him here, buddy. Yeah. I tap out. <laughs> no, 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 give me a, give Don't me a, you got one of those big fucking adrenaline needles you can fucking hit him in the chest with? Yeah, I might. That might kill me. <laughs> start out. Well, we just talked about it. So <laughs> we already did this one. So go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one, Johnny. Okay. The next one we haven't talked about yet. Oh God, this one. So this here one. we go. <laughs> no, this is this is not your honorable mention. No, no. Jack versus Vic Grimms. Rick Grimm's place throughout in scaffolding. So this one's fucked up. This is the first scaffold match from uh, New Jack and, and Grimes. Yeah, New Jack is messed up, dude. Like, I wouldn't cross that dude for nothing. Is this the So is this the one that they showed dur- during the uh, uh, Vice behind the... the, the yeah. This is the where one he throws where the guy off the fucking... Where he tases the guy? We'll help that, you, Johnny. That's the second one. That's the second one. <laughs> The first one, might as well just do that too. He take he takes Vic up the 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 scaffold, and Vic says, "I don't want to go," and New Jack says, "You're going," and he pulls him, and Vic lands on top of New Jack, fractures his skull, fractures his back. Oh my yeah, god! He messes him up. It was and it, it was like it's like when you like I don't know what that thing is like like when you look at the last thing we talked about like um, Mick Foley said he was terrified. Of climbing that the the, the cage fence the cage yeah yeah that's called a phobia yeah, yeah and so did so did um Grimes oh and I mean I, who wouldn't be I, I would be fucking terrified of climbing that big ass well cage. if you watch that match Grimes is up there and there's no platform up there they're they're walking on like skeletonized yeah scaffold shit's like breaking right. like, there's holes in it. So you yeah. have to put your feet here and here or you're going to fall through. And like you could tell when he gets up there he's scared. Yeah. And well, like I he should it. be scared because there's like it. no like where is the safety people who go and check this shit? ECW there's no safety there people. There ain't no right. <laughs> That's a different animal right there. There's no way Yeah, this is ECW. At me clamber up there with you and be like, "Hey, we're going to do a fucking backflip off this thing." And land into some, you know, safety year. No way. No yeah. Fucking- no thanks. Yeah, that's like. Well, let's talk about the second <laughs> scaffolding match that he did with yeah. that guy. He actually tased him, yeah. and it's in our Facebook user here, listener. It's the show is called Dark Side of the Ring. Yep. Um. He he tased the guy. New Jack tased the guy, and the guy said, and they had real life heat. Like they did not so, like each other. And he goes, I can't feel my legs. New Jack said, you ain't going to need them. And he threw him <laughs> off of the scaffolding. <laughs> like, New Jack passed the tables. Like he, he was trying to kill that guy. New Jack was a nut. 
Like yeah. every time I've seen him work or every time I've worked a show with him, he's been like high as a kite. Like well, yeah. uh, allegedly. Now, right? Allegedly. I always say allegedly. <laughs> so jo- Johnny's honorable mention is the uh I don't even know who he was wrestling. The dude he stabbed in the ring. Oh yeah, it was a uh stabbed up a guy in the ring like, like he stabbed him time. like fifteen times. <laughs> Two yeah. weeks later, he was like arrested for his attempted pocket. murder. He's sticking in his pocket. He's like, and he just starts going to town. Was that the kid? Was that the kid that came in and said um, that I'm a wrestler, but he was underage? No, that, he was only like that's Mass Transit. That was down oh, at okay, ECW okay. Arena. And uh, Mass Transit, uh, the kid, I guess the kid's uh, paralyzed now from that match. What? Yeah. No. Yes. I'm pretty sure he's paralyzed. Somebody get on that. That's not real. If, if only we had a way to verify that. If there's only some place you could go and type something in and check it. But if you watch but it, on Dark Side of the Ring, uh, they talk about the mass transit match. And his 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 father's like, oh, yeah, he should have never been in a ring. Blah, 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 blah. But he was 16. You know what? Yeah. All those fucking wrestlers kind of, they don't scare me, but like, there's nothing to be trifled with. Like, uh, you know, you always. So, think- so, oh, hold on there, Johnny. So, dudes who are 6'5, built like a brick shit house, who have ill tempers, <laughs> marching down the street just mad as fuck, don't scare you? Yeah, I, yeah. I, even, I, even, I, even I'll cross the street when those motherfuckers come. <laughs> when they got an agenda, like, they're pissed off and, like, you're in their way. Like, you know, like, we always, I always used to joke with Michael that, oh, that, oh, you fake fucking wrestling, <laughs> this and that. I'll kick you in the face. <laughs> and <he's> like, <laughs> hey, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. It's not fake. It, a cartoon it, it, is fake. There's nothing real about a cartoon. <laughs> it's, it's fake to the extent that they're not trying to kill each other. Well, sometimes like, kick to the face, you know, but. It is. It's exactly like you said. It's entertainment. It's it's absolute entertainment. Like there's a psychology to the matches that you have to follow yeah, well, you're if you want the fans to be involved. <laughs> you're flying right. off the the top rope of a fucking cage, and you're not trying to kill your partner. Mm. Yeah, you can say that. That's fake. Been there, done that. That's fake. That's not. So, it hurts. Uh, Mike, are you going to talk about the mass transit incident? I don't want to bring it up right now unless... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, his, the, mass tra- trans- tra- the mass transit incident, uh, the kid's name was Eric Kulas. He was 17 at the time. Um, he actually passed away May 12th of 2002 at the age of 22 due to complications from gastric bypass surgery. Yeah. So he wasn't paralyzed, though. I thought he was par- he he was paralyzed for a while. <laughs> well, if you watch the dark, so, his dad talks about it. So it, here's what I here's what I've gathered from this story. He was paralyzed in the ring, and since he could no longer exercise, he became big and fat. And then he had he was big and fat before. And then he had surgery to make himself skinny, but apparently they sucked out the wrong parts, and his heart got sucked out, and he died. So New Jack killed him. <laughs> so New Jack, in the long run, that's what killed him. Technically, right. technically, 
I'm gonna do All right. five. All right, let's let's do Mike's five. So I'm I'm going October eighth, two thousand one. Uh, Stone Cold gets a rematch with WWE Champion Kurt Angle. And now when we were on Barrel Age Flicks, I mentioned the milk truck at the ring. Yeah, and I have to apologize to them because that was not a match; it was a promo. I always thought that was a match. Ah. And at the end of the match, he brought the milk truck out, but that was a promo. He just interrupted uh, Stone Cold and his his little flunkies and sprayed him with milk. So hmm. I, I'm going to this match with uh, Kurt Angle and Stone Cold. Uh, you know, Stone Cold is is doing the regular thing, working a leg what? the whole match. What? what? <laughs> uh, commis- uh, Steve Regal was the commissioner. He knocks out Kurt Angle with the belt. Austin wins in shady style. So, uh, turns was he was he working babyface at that time, or was he he was he, he was the heel, right? Well, nah, he's babyface. He he was what a, what we call a tweener. He was kind of babyface and heel at the same time. And what do they call that? A tweener between tweener. Okay, so it, it's it's like a taint. Yeah, <laughs> it's between your ass and your balls. <laughs> uh, he, he he was really always a tweener after he made his. Stop saying that. After he made his turn, <laughs> right? So uh, gotcha. my number two is Big Van Vader versus Sting, uh, Starcade '92. Uh, I think that is one of the greatest. Little guy versus big guy matches you'll ever see. And uh, now you know Mongoose. Me and Mongoose did a couple matches, and he said, well, I want this to kind of be like a uh, Vader versus Sting. And I watched that match over and over and over to try to, you know, emulate the big guy versus small guy thing to, to work with Mongoose. And I think we did it okay. Um, you know, Harley Race was at ringside with Vader. Uh, it was power versus speed. Uh, uh, Sting got the win after th- this huge battle, but uh, you know Vader was the the typical big guy. In like w- when he went to Japan, he was huge. Can I ask yeah. you this? What? <laughs> um. What? What was your? <laughs> Sorry. What? What was your? Like biggest move, power move to like drop somebody that was dangerous that you could do. I would do a shoulder breaker, which is almost like a pile driver, but not. But on the shoulder, yeah. It was a pile driver without putting your head like near the not, mat, not flipping off the the back ropes. Like I've seen pictures of you. Well, that was my finisher, but you had to set him up for the finisher. So you you set him up with with. What one big move, a power move, to get them so they're hurting down, and then you go up and do your your finisher. My finisher was a swanton off the top. So if you, uh, your finisher, hell yeah, you, his, his hey Johnny, hey yeah. hey Johnny, his finisher was the triple Lindy. Yeah, <laughs> triple, <laughs> triple Lindy, the triple impregnation. <laughs> What's number three, Mike? Well, my number three actually coincides with. Uh, with Johnny, uh, New Jack versus Vic Grimes. Uh, okay. 
uh, 2000 ECW living dangerously. He, he gets Vic Grimes with a pizza cutter on the head. Uh, he goes off to two sections of, of scaffold through the tables. Now it's, I didn't pick that for the same reason Johnny did because I think Johnny picked it because <clears throat> of the rematch and the, the heat that it caused. But just watching that match for the first time, I love that match. I didn't realize that New Jack was hurt as bad as he was after that match. Uh, he fell feet th- first through the table. Vic, uh, Vic Grimes was almost 400 pounds, landed right yeah. on top of him, fractured his skull, fractured his ribs, fractured his back. Uh, like, I didn't know all that injury happened. Like, Did because- he ever wrestle again? New Jack? Hell no, yeah. He- <laughs> no, Rick Grimes. I know, I know yeah, Vic, Jack Vic Grimes came back and, and they had a rematch. Uh, New Jack was mad because he lost eight months of, of basically money. He couldn't wrestle for eight yeah. months. Yeah, and that was that's how he made a living, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how they all make their living. Yeah, like, like that's what la- like so last night, and I, we'll, we'll, I, I want to show you guys a video then uh, at the end of this. But last night I went to see a, an independent show in Dothan, Alabama, and there was a Q and A before the show with Doctor Tom Pritchard. Um, Rip Rogers, uh, Action Mike Jackson, and Scott Armstrong, and somebody in the in the crowd asked, like, "Do you have any advice for young wrestlers today?" And Scott said, "Go to college and get your degree before anything else." He's like, "I'm a, I'm a, an accountant, and I live in Pensacola Beach." He's like, I, "I don't think I would be able to do that if I, you know, would have just been a wrestler." Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, well, you you look at those life of wrestlers, <laughs> dark side of the ring, and it's like they don't last long after wrestling. It's dirty. It's it's they're fucking hardcore guys, man. But Lovebug told me once that he was down in uh, Hershey at Chocolate World, and he ran into Mick Foley down there because I guess Mick Foley would take his family there often. Yeah, and uh, he said to Mick Foley, "Oh, you're the reason I got into wrestling." And Mick Foley said to him. Sorry to hear that, <laughs> because it's so hard on you, like yeah. body wise. And but no. after after this match, uh, the original gangster had brain damage. He was permanently blind in one eye. Like he had a broken leg, fractured skull, and like he went out and wrestled again eight months later. Yeah, I walked back to the ring. And and he actually he went to the ring to kill the guy, but yeah, that's why he was trying to kill the <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was that there was that dig on Mick Foley from uh um Hulk Hogan. He's like, Yeah, when well, you're sitting there eating cheeseburgers and M and M's, I'm in the gym, you know, five days a week preparing my body and he's you you've done nothing and look where you're at now. Oh yeah, that's that quote from Clubber Lang from Rocky Three. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, damn! Like, these guys are like, <laughs> all right, Mike. What's next? So I, I'm gonna again. It's another match you guys picked: Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, the submission match. It's the infamous double turn. Yeah, uh, Hart turns heel, Stone Cold turns face. Uh, I, I would say not really face. He's actually a tweener. Laugh, John. I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> you said face, not baby face. 
It's baby face face, whatever. Uh, they something. say that it's the famous double turn. Like I've heard that so many times. I watched it today. When Brett won the match, the crowd went crazy. Like the the crowd still cheered for him. They didn't they didn't really boo on and turn on him. I, I would say they're both tweeners at that point because like they're they're both kind of on both sides. They'll cheat to win and they'll win fair. Like they just rock back and forth. But that was WrestleMania thirteen. Yeah. Uh, Brett was always like that though. Like yeah. Brett. I, I remember like when he was in the, the tag team with uh it was the Hart Foundation. Damn. They were always like that. Like they were bad guys back then, but people still loved them. Yeah. I want to see a rotten match. Like just no bars hold, just no rap, no nothing, just cheating, scandalous. That's called a shoot match. That's called bum fights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which, by the way, almost made my top five. <laughs> so, my fourth one is Undertaker versus Mankind Hell in a Cell. We've already talked yeah. about it. Uh, like, if you're a wrestling fan, you love this match. Period. Yeah. Like, it's just a great match. Both guys put their their bodies on the line for this match, and uh, well, I beg to differ. <laughs> Well, if 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 you're I a wrestling think, fan, you weren't on the edge of your seat. You're not human. I beg to differ. Right. I think Foley put his body more on the line than, than. But Johnny, you were the one that just told us how how much pain the Undertaker was in, in coming into this match. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, he broke he broke his foot before he came into it. But he claims that, takes balls. He claims that he really didn't. He, he like compared to Foley. Foley took he took the, he, he took the, the brunt of that match. Well, yeah. that was his that was his shtick, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's his, that was his shtick for sure. So my number, well, my number. This is my number one period. Right. Uh, Bruno San Martino versus Randy Macho Man Savage, Intercontinental Championship match live from Boston Garden. The third of January, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, nice. I, I love yeah. this match, and it, it's it's an old school match. Uh, Macho Man calls Bruno a washed up has been. Uh, Macho Man uh, hides behind Elizabeth several times, like pushes her in <laughs> front of the everything, which like just their gimmicks are out there one hundred percent. At this time. If you listen to our history of pro wrestling, uh, Bruno only came back to the WWF at that time so his son would get a shot. Mm. So yeah, he, he was pretty old to be there, and he was doing these <laughs> matches, and they still put him out in front in these in these these huge uh, main events. Uh, Bruno kind of dominates the beginning of the match. Uh, he takes over outside the ring. Uh, Bruno loses by count out at the end, but it, it was just man. Like when when we were training, we would learn you know rest holds when you got to catch your breath. This entire match was a rest hold, but it never lost the crowd because these old school matches were like that. Like they were slow, meticulous, wear someone down and kick their butt. But this is one of my favorite matches ever. I'll watch this. Probably twice a year. <laughs> nice. 
Great list, bud. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, now we have to, we got to preface this next part by saying, uh, I got a question for you, Mike. Okay. But but Casey's got to sit, got to, he's got a story to present before I can do that. Okay. So, uh, yes. Yeah. We have a new new segment here, and I will announce the name of the segment after my little story here. So, um, <clears throat> thank you guys for your lists, uh, awesome lists. Um, so, we've interviewed Mark Singer now a few times on the podcast, and I have become friends with the Beastmaster, Mark Singer, which, which is, awesome. is like it's it's like it's still. Just to say that it blows my mind, and like to tell you that this next segment comes from his mind uh, is just so. This last time I was in California th- this past week, uh, I got to spend a little time with Mark, and we went out to breakfast. And he was very interested in our uh, YouTube numbers, and I was showing him like all of the different little clips and things that we do. The the reels um, and, and the shorts and all that stuff. And I said, like, this is what has been generating the most views for us. It has, it's been these reels. They're 30 seconds to one minute long. And they're like the first one I think I posted was Jay Lethal as Black Machismo. Uh, at the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's final match, Which was uh, awesome. and that got yeah, that got like I don't know five thousand views in like a couple days. You know, it was it was just it blew up and was crazy. It just was amazing. And then so like I've been posting little things like that about uh, the Highland Games. The, there was Strongman. Uh, there was midget wrestling. Things like that. <laughs> and I'm showing Mark all this, and he goes. So this is what makes you the most money or, you know, generates. It doesn't really make a lot of money, but it generates the most um, views and brings the most people to our channel. And I said, yeah. And he goes, "Okay, well, what does this have to do with your podcast? (laughs) And I said, well, nothing, but it brings more, you know, it brings people to our channel. And he goes, yeah, but it doesn't have anything to do with your podcast. Like, that's not benefiting you in any way. Like, it, okay, it's bringing people to your channel, but it's not really benefiting your podcast. He goes, so we need to think of something that can benefit your channel um, by these. He goes, what are they called? I said, reels. He goes, okay. He goes, Let me, give me a couple days to think about it. And so we part ways and I'm. I was parked next to him and I watch him leave and I'm punching in my GPS, like my next destination. And he knocks on my window and scares the living shit out of me. (laughs) And I put the window down and he goes, okay. He goes, so this is what, this is what you're going to, you're going to do. He goes, they're called what reels. I go, yeah. He goes, okay, great. He goes, ask me the most wild question that you can think of. And I go, uh, all right, well, what did you have for breakfast this morning? And he goes, okay, that's why Ray is going to ask the questions. 
and you're going to time them. And he goes, and they're called real questions, R-E-E-L questions. And he just walked away. I was like, <laughs> That's awesome. So our new segment is called real questions. Uh, Ray is going to ask you a question and you have 30 seconds to answer it. Wow. <laughs> Either him or me. Uh, this one's for Mike. Okay. And if you want to take a crack at it, I'll give you one too there, Johnny. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> All right. Give so Mike a crack first. You want to go first? No, give Mike a crack. All right. All right, Mike, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So you are now a gigantic WWE superstar. All right. Um, what two female wrestlers are you going to try and sleep with, and what would your finishing moves be called for both of them? Trish Stratus and Tammy Lynn Cinch. What's your finishing move on both of them? (laughs) The (laughs) go-behind. Go behind and finish on her back. Nice. Well, Done in 15 I, uh, seconds. Took no time <laughs> no. at all on that. No, because I don't like. You only got 30. Johnny, you're only getting 30 seconds, so you can't be you can't be doing that whole Sylve- uh, Sylvester, you know, suffering succotash bullshit. You ready? Oh man, I might fail at this one. All right. If you were a professional wrestler, what would your character's name be? Johnny Lago. And why? Because <laughs> that's the only thing you can think of. <laughs> the only thing I can think of at the time. I got, I got a Lago coming behind me. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fucking great segment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So good. Thank you guys so much, man. Plugs one more time where people can find you. Uh, T-O-T-W, at T-O-T-W pod on YouTube and pretty much every place else. Uh, thanks for having us, guys. I, I appreciate it. Uh, it's a blast, man. Love seeing you guys. Yeah, you guys, this, this is great, man. Good seeing you guys for the first time. <laughs> Good seeing you, Johnny. Mike, uh, you're getting Uber at home, right? Johnny, he's Uber at home. No, I'm, I'm sleeping out. He's staying here. Yeah. All right. All right. I, that, yeah, I good think that's good. a good decision. Yeah, yeah, we had this all planned out. Yeah, we had, all right. we had it planned out. Nice. All right. No, we're not. We will see you uh, next week with, uh, we're not sure yet, Ray and I have to come up with an yeah, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Days, yeah. And then uh, we'll see you on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Later. Right, See ya. Later,